Mexican Heritage Night had to be fully honored with a win, and that's exactly what happened. Yet another win at home versus Colorado, and the boys looked super convincing. They looked like the dominant team with all the possession, pretty much, and most of the shots. Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. This summit has been created by the people for the people. No more This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquake related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. Have to start with a shout out to ex-Earthquakes player Stephen Bentishiller, a fellow Persian brother, Salam Khalishwamahuve. And I gotta say, he was just so kind and he was willing to take a photo with me during the game. This is during halftime. I'm I don't want to get him in trouble, but he was just the kindest guy. It'd be awesome to see him come back to San Jose. I want to say well done to the staff for really making it a fun night, despite the low attendance and really getting the crowd to do the most they can with as little enthusiasm given back as possible. It was really cool getting to see how the team looked with Montero being kind of a ghost this game, mostly due to the tight marking. And because it's been a problem with this attacking mid position when Chofis was playing and he was up there and he couldn't really get the ball. And we saw with Erickson a little bit when he was here, we really had to play through him a lot. So it's really good to see the team progressing and learning to kind of play through each other and not just a singular player. Hey, future me here. Just wanted to say if you're enjoying more of the highlights of the game, you can click on this video here. Now back to the podcast. Let's start with the Obviously, I don't have too many because it's a lot or a win, but you still have to look and analyze in the wins too and see what we can do better. The biggest one that I think is glaring to everyone is the team is really good for 60 to 70 minutes and then the mental lapses really start to crack and coach Kobe's done a great job of getting the subs in and really changing the game around that time but we might not get as lucky we got a lot of chances that either went right to JT or just barely weren't shots we're not going to get as lucky versus every team because they are they've been very clinical this is the first game where I'd say the other team hasn't been clinical on every chance we've given them and that's going to be the theme of most games they're going to be clinical if we give them a good opportunity but other than that i was super happy now kind of on to the other side we need to be more clinical with our chances especially kate cal he's so deadly he's so fast he's so strong he's great to get in the positions but he needs to finish more i know jbo missed a couple but his were more half-hearted need to be a little bit quicker in taking those shots and speaking of being quicker, I need Christian Espinoza to be a little bit more decisive, not just crossing it in every time, looking for those options beforehand. And drive it, goal, Christian. Go for another hat trick. Let's have another Seattle upset. Now, come on, baby. We won. Let's move on to the positives. Let's talk about what was so great about this game, even though it was kind of boring and nothing really happened. Obviously, the clean sheet. That is a great thing. Second clean sheet of the year. Shout out Matt Bersano in the Open Cup. But first clean sheet of the year that involved first team play. Looks super solid for the first 60 minutes, especially Nothan, especially Nothan and Calvo. Super decisive. Didn't look like they were going to get through. Looked like two stocky center backs that no one wanted to mess with. It was a great feeling. Paul Marie getting more and more comfortable with that right back position and Marcos Lopez just being himself. A great, great display of defensive presence. I also really liked how Paul Marie was really recognizing when Marcos Lopez was going up and he stayed back and would tuck in more so it'd be a back three and that way it wouldn't be a two or one on four or however many they had coming forward. Gotta give a shout out to Jackson here. <laughs> Last week we kind of slewed him a little bit. He really looked to go forward this game. Now it wasn't the best game in the world, but 
he really made those decisive passes and made some game-changing passes potentially if there were some more finishing really looked up good for it and really was carrying the ball which we want to see from the midfielder and that's what i want to see from my captain because i know he can do it i just need to see it more consistently but this was good signs from jackson yule i loved the lineup change i love that we're not just going to consistently play the same exact thing and the figure was going to work we changed to a 4-2-3-1 it's not always going to be 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one. or we mix some players around remade he's been doing really good for us he's been a rock star but coach calvo said or coach Kobe, sorry said that this isn't your day-to-day -day. sorry you'll come on as a sub and it was proven effective so i love that from coach Kobe and the staff really change it up and really go game to game and see what works best for us that's what i love to see Jabo also has to get another shout out. His movement up top is elite. Now I know he wasn't getting the ball much and the commentators were saying he was more lively in the first half, or sorry, the second half. You gotta really rewatch that game. He was making so many runs and we just weren't playing him in. He's dragging defenders. He's causing hell for those guys in the back line. He's coming to the ball, he's moving around. He's really connected to the team. We just gotta start finding him because that's why he's moved from first to fourth, but he's still one of the top MLS scorers right now. Gotta find J-Bo more because his movement is elite. I've been saying it all year, pound for pound, this is the best Earthquakes team we've had in years, at least that I can name. If you just look at each player, now it's just finding how to get the momentum. And we can see it in these last couple games that, oh, the Earthquakes can actually play. It's this new system and I'll take, I'll take blame for that. I thought, Maybe let's have Matias more, but it was time for a new change of scenery and the new change of scenery is showing us some beautiful sights. Two wins and almost a tie versus a great New York team. So I like what we're seeing and it's going to be great moving forward. And that's why we're seeing so much depth. Having Benji Kikanovic come on late and it be reasonable. That's great to have. Then you have other players like Ramadi, you have Nico Jakaris, you have Buda, you have Richmond, you have all these young talents coming in. It is a very good sight for Earthquakes fan for the future. I love that Cal looks like he has his confidence back. Cade running down the line, taking on players, cutting in, cutting out, doing moves, trying to get by him. That's what I like. And now just being a little bit more clinical, not doing too much, but in his moments, drawing in defenders and then opening up space for others. When he does too much, it gets a little annoying and it's just not helping us. And when he's not really getting involved, it's, you know, it's, it hurts because he's not using his speed correctly. But this game showed why Cade Cowell is a wall. Time for the unsung moment of the match. It comes in the 95th minute of 90 plus five. Colorado get an attack and the ball fizzles to them on top of the six. They're wide open for a shot that surely will go in. And they don't think they're going to get challenged. But then out of nowhere, coming charging in. It's a, it's a goat? I thought we were on a soccer pitch and not a farm. It's Tommy Thompson, the goat! He comes charging in, puts his body on the line, dives and sends the ball along and saves it. That's my unsung moment of the match. You don't hear anyone talking about it. Putting your body on the line, that's what I love. Diving in at the last moment, especially something dangerous like that, and willing to risk it for the team and saving it. No one talked about it. It was such a great moment. My unsung moment of the match goes to the GOAT, Tommy Thompson. Now, for the unsung hero of the match. This, for me, goes to Young Gregush. He was so good today, doing all the little things, 
perfectly right like he does every game, but really shined for me today. And underrated defensive presence was really making it hard for them to find space with his big body, winning a lot of ball for us. And underrated speed i didn't know he was so fast he really showed it off today especially when trying to win the ball back now he wasn't eric romady or Yudson, but for what he does i thought it was quite good connecting dangerous balls in putting in dangerous balls connecting the play switching the play movement young gray goosh was a key figure he was everything he was the glue that held everything together so he's my unsung hero of the match now moving on to fan questions again i recorded it earlier but some more came in late i want to make sure that i get all of you guys so for the first one, we have Abel asking, what does it feel like to lose? I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I want to get on that hype train, but I can't even pretend there is no amount of therapy that will make me forget the dark days. Ever. Michael B. Pastor then asked, expectations for the Open Cup game against Seattle? That's a really good question. Now, we're carrying a lot of momentum, and Seattle carrying the momentum of the Champions League, but they're not carrying league form especially losing as us and inter miami oh i could i have a feeling that this is going to be a loss i think i think it really depends they have the home field advantage and i think they're realizing they're not going to win supporter shield this year but they have the champions league momentum and i think they want revenge for last game and they're at home and i think they want to go for trophies this year and go for cups i think they're going to put more momentum into the open cup than league play because they know they can kind of squeeze into playoffs and then do well once they're in playoffs so this might be a loss and i think we're still going to try and play some of the young guys it's gonna be a mix maybe we go balls the wall i'd like to see that i want to see an open cup with this run of form, this would be cool. I mean, obviously, this focus on the league matches. We got to get close to playoffs before we can even talk about being in playoffs. So it's going to be interesting, but I think this might be a loss, sadly. I hope I'm wrong. The, the way I see it going as a win is if we get some early momentum really early on, and then they just are too tired. This fan question comes from Ivan Lara, a regular. Thank you, Ivan. I really appreciate it. He asked, do you think the interim coaching staff is going to be have more of a permanent role? I mean, if they're on form right now, it's really hard to take them out. And if they end up winning, I think the guys really like him. It's always great to have Wando, an ex-player, and someone that really knows the players to have in the locker room. So I could see them staying for a while. And they said they're not really trying to rush the finding of a new coaching process. They're really trying to find someone with MLS experience. So if we have a good culture from this and we keep building, I could see them staying long-term at least for another year, two, or three. 